You're listening to MC Exodus Podcast with your host, Michael Conteus. Christian Talk. Bible Studies with Commentary. I highly encourage you to download this podcast and share it. Get this message out there. All right, everyone. Welcome back to MC Exodus Podcast. This is episode 11. And um, I wanted to share this with you because it's, you know, it's entitled A Call to Spiritual Growth. And that's what I'm thinking a lot of people out there are struggling with right now. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today. You know, and just in, in the United States alone... There is so much crime and so much fear and so much disease and anxiety, mental illness. Uh, Man, I'll tell you, you know, times are looking grim. But, you know, that's why we have God. That's why we have the Lord. We can reach out to him through faith and through growth. And I wanted to, you know, that's... That's uh, the whole reason why I'm going to make this episode today. So let's let's discuss this. This is going to be in chapter 5, found in verse 11. There is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. Now, how many times have we listened to God. How many times have we have we stopped when we received conviction and just turned away from from engaging in a sin? We know that it's wrong before we go do it because if you're a spirit-filled believer, your walk is pretty good with God. You're you're going to know. And even if you're not, you have a conscience. Okay, you have, you know, right from wrong, but we do it anyway. So this is where I wanted to, to, to discuss this because it's, it's plaguing the American church and I believe around the world. Okay, we get caught up with our careers. We get caught up with our families. We get caught up with a lot of things. And do we have a solid prayer life? I'm going to be honest with you, I believe that maybe 75% of people that go to church, they only pray at dinner time. But is that the kind of relationship that God wanted with us? You know, is that the kind of relationship? Just, hey, you know, bless my food. Amen. Or is it more? Is this walk meant to be more? You know, a lot of people are struggling with all different kinds of things and they go to different vices to suppress the fear, anger, anxiety, depression that they're feeling. And they're filling a void. They're trying to temporarily fill that void. And and everyone that's listening to this has heard me say this stuff and, and has heard other people say this. You're filling an empty space inside with something that is temporary. You know, the Lord will stay with you He will fulfill you. He is your strength. He is your rest. And, you know, everybody thinks, oh, I got to sleep. I'll feel better if I get some sleep. Oh, I need to take a, take a Xanax or I need to, I need a drink. I need a shot. It'll relax me. I need, I need a glass of wine today. 
I, you know what? I need, I need to take a hit of some marijuana. I need, I need, I need, I need. And they're all temporary fixes, believe me. But what about if you could, you could fill that void forever, continually? Now, do we all struggle with the fact that, you know, some, some of us fall into anger, some of us fall into depression, and we can't get out of it? You know, it's very difficult to climb out of the, the, the holes that we fall into, the pits that we fall into in life. But can we get out of that through God? And I truly believe that we can. But we choose not to listen. You know, and, and I'm guilty of it myself. You know, you're not listening to someone that has walked on water. You're not listening to someone that has died on a cross. You're not listening to someone that has done all these miracles. I am a normal sinner at the end of the day that has faith in my God. That if I sin, I can ask for repentance and try to learn from it. We're not perfect, but we can get better through him. We can change through him. It's not me that transforms me. It's God that transforms me. Okay, I am not able to do that. I am not able to be perfect. I can't even fix problems on my own. We need the Lord for everything. He knows it. I know it, but not everyone else knows it. Now take a look at this in verse 12. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. Now, I don't know if the truth hurts, if this might sting, but let's think about this for a minute. How many of you have been going to church for 20 years, never laid hands on anyone, never prayed over anyone, never did anything, never taught anyone how to pray? You know, through the course of all of, of uh, my journey with God, um. You know, I started teaching people a lot. And let me tell you, you know, come to find out when you start talking to a lot of people, they have that desire to love God, but they don't even know how to pray. If you ask them, hey, turn to Hebrews chapter five. They would they would take 10 minutes trying to find where you're at in the Bible. And that's a lot of people. But see, this is what I'm saying right here. It says so right here. You have been believers for so long now that you ought to be teaching others. But no one does that. No one does that. No one goes out of their way to talk about God. 
No one goes up to someone in the store and says, God bless you because they're not afraid of what that person might tell them. There is very few and far between people that will do that. And why? Think about this for a minute. Why? Why won't you? Are you not there yet in your growth? This is what it's saying right here. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. And what is solid food? Having a faith that God is so real that every time you pray, your prayers get heard. Not, I hope he hears my prayer, but he heard my prayer. And moving on. Having faith that that you don't need to continually say the same prayer day after day after day because he heard that prayer the first time you said it. Having faith that when you lay hands on someone and you pray earnestly that his will will be done on that person. And moving on with confidence that you gave it to the Lord, that you put that situation on that person's sickness or or whatever the situation may be, you gave it to the Lord. And moving on. Now think about that for a minute because I, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't do that. They won't do that. They want to be filled and filled and filled and filled until the cup is running over so much that it's making a flood and then nobody else gets anything from them. And I'm guilty of it myself. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I don't know how much I've learned so far. I've learned so much. And it's so, you know, sometimes you get caught up in yourself and and then you, you it's hard to to teach people. And that's why you have to ask the Lord to help you step out of your comfort zone And get out there and start helping people. Start teaching people. Rather than you be taught the same things. The same things over and over and over. You know, you could go to a a big church. And it's like a loop. It's playing over and over and over and over. Because they they, they have to continually teach. It says right here, the babies. Because they need milk. New believers need that. New believers need to hear the basic teachings first. You can't just give them all this. This wealth of knowledge right at the beginning. You you have to teach people in steps. But that's how churches are. They have they'll get so far and then they start all over and then and then you know you're just going there because you And you probably heard these messages over and over and over for years. But you don't, you don't step out in your journey. You're living your journey through the pastor. And that's, it says so right here. Why? Why do that? Look, 
Let's take a look at it here as well in, in verse 13. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. So someone who lives on milk, and we're talking spiritual food here, okay? Not, not don't think the solid food and milk. No, we're talking, this is just a, a way to describe it. We are talking spiritual food. Are you spiritually nourished? You know, and it's easy to get malnourished. You have to keep oil in your lamp. You have to have a solid prayer life. You really do. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, then your faith is low. If you, if you think that prayer is ineffective, then your faith is low. And I would pray about that. The Bible says pray about everything and worry about nothing. So why is it that everyone's running around with anxiety and fear? Why? Because they're not praying about everything. They're worrying about everything and praying about nothing. So anxiety is high. Fear is high. Anger is high. Because you're wrapped up in sinful nature. You're wrapped up in yourself. And that's that's a hindrance. It, it slows you down. It slows your growth down. And years go by. Years go by. And God's purpose awaits. God's purpose for your life just sits there waiting. Waiting on you. Everybody think, well, God doesn't answer my prayers. Oh, I hope, you know. Oh, I hope he heard me. Oh. But it's not that. It's that your faith is low. And it's it's not that God is that you're waiting on God. It's that God's waiting on you. God's waiting on you to let go of you so that he can come in and start getting to work. Oh, well, God's never in a hurry. Yeah, well, that's true. He'll, he's very patient and he'll sit there for years. But we're also never in a hurry. We're also never in a hurry to know him. We're in a hurry to jump on Facebook. We're in a hurry to, to, to stream on Netflix and YouTube. You know, we're in a hurry to get on our video games for hours. But what about the word of God? You know, I could say, hey, did you know that scripture over there in Hebrews chapter five? I could say this to anybody that goes to the church for years and they would look at me like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I think I read that once. I have heard that so much. And this isn't bashing people. Don't think that. You know, I just wish that we could be better. You know, I, I pray that, that that people start to see that God is real. He's not fake. He's not a myth. I've heard he's a myth. I've heard he's an adult fairy tale. I, oh, my goodness. And I'm like, what? He is as real as you and me. Believe me. Blessed is he who cannot see. Having faith. 
that God is real. Now let's take a look right here. In verse 14, solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. And are we able to even see when we're doing wrong anymore? This world is corrupt. No one can trust anyone. There's so much violence. There's so much hate. You know, the devil's running rapid. You know, the demons are doing their job. Believe me. And they are succeeding. But God is bigger than them. God will put them in their place in a second if you had faith. All these open doors that we have in our lives that we won't close. I've heard that. You know, and all we have to do is through prayer and asking the Holy Spirit, what is wrong with us? What is hindering us? What is plaguing our lives? Why can't I have growth? Why can't I read the Bible? Why don't I have a prayer life, Father God? Help me with my faith. Lord God, please help me. Why am I sick? Why am I hindered? Why, why, why? You know, everyone runs to deliverance ministers and runs to everyone. They always run to another man when God is right there. God is right there. I've come to realize a man cannot help me. God helps me. Don't get me wrong. Other people, God talks through other people to you. God uses them to give you some criticism and help you with your growth. But are you open to listen? But my main focus, my number one focus is the Lord. So I, you know, I just, I wanted to share the scripture with you in this episode because it's true. It's, 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 it's. It's a part of our daily lives. Like, let's take a look right here. I'm going to jump into chapter six. We have some time. Look, so let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead to become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptism and the laying on of hands the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. For it is impossible to bring back to repentance those who once were enlightened. Those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come, and who then turn away from God It is impossible to bring back such people to repentance by rejecting the Son of God. They themselves are nailing him to the cross once again and holding him up for public shame. You know, and uh, and I have to say, it's true. We turn away from God all the time. We do. You know, we could, there's a lot of people that, you know, fire for God and, then all of a sudden, the problem arises and 
They fall right back into self. You know, well, what am I going to do to fix this? How am I going to fix this stuff? What am I going to do? And it's, it's not that way at all. We should be, we should be growing with the Lord. We should be trying to turn to him for everything. Let's take a look right here. Let's jump to Hebrews chapter 10, a call to persevere in chapter 10, verse 19. Let's look at this for a sec. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened up a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him for our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly without watering or without wavering, excuse me, to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. See, see good works. So when everyone says, well, you know, you don't have to do anything. Well, but it says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but to encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. See, dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume all enemies of his. For anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy of the testimony of two or three witnesses. Just think how much worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God and have treated the blood of the covenant which made us holy as if we're common and unholy and have insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit who brings God's mercy to us. For we know the one who said, I will take revenge. I will pay them back. He also said, the Lord will judge his own people. It's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful even though it meant terrible suffering. See, and this is what I mean. 
How many of us are doing these things? Look, in verse 33, this is Hebrews chapter 10. Now look, sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten. And sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail. And when and all of you owned, and when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. See, now that's that's what I'm talking about back in the day. Look, you knew there were better things waiting for you that would last forever. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patience, endurance, or patient endurance is what you need now so that you will be continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. For just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God to do their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. Now see, don't turn away. Don't turn away from faith. Don't turn away from the Lord. He's still with us. His Holy Spirit is still with us. We have to have that conviction. We have to listen to that conviction, ladies and gentlemen. We have to, my friends. And I'm going to end this episode now. Thank you for listening. Okay, this was episode 11, a study in the book of Hebrews, Apostle Paul. And I have to say that there wasn't really a listed author for this book. But it is speculated that he was the one that wrote it. Um, And, you know, download this podcast. Get it out there. Um, You can listen to it on iHeartRadio. You can listen to it on quite a few apps. uh, Amazon Music and Spotify. Let's get it out there. Share it. And we'll see you until the next episode.